You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Mo Brady. Today, we share with you three great stories from three great women, all of whom have understudied leading roles on Broadway and national tours. Over the last year, each of these performers shared their stories with us about going on as understudies on our blog. And today, we share these stories with you again, read by the actors who wrote them. First up is a story from Christine Corner-Smith. Less than a week after opening Kiss Me Kate at Studio 54, she received a surprising text. The one where the stage manager says the leading lady is out and you're going on in the role? (laughs) Well, here to tell us about that day is Christine Cornish-Smith. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If a custom-tailored vet asks me out for something wet, when the vet begins to pet, I cry hooray. I've come to believe that when you firmly declare something, the universe will test you in that declaration. So... When someone asked me if I would go on as Lois soon, I answered, oh yeah, I won't go on, you know, it'll be a long time, she's never going to call out. Um, But you better believe that the next day, I got a call that I was on for both shows. All I know is that the help with the amazing Stephanie Stiles, who plays our Lois, the supportive and loving cast and crew, and some hot tea with a side of Ricolas, I made it through, going on as Lois Lane slash Bianca, just a few days after opening Kiss Me Kate, and I had no rehearsal, no put in, just thrown on. So I'm lucky enough to be understudying one very special and generous lady, our Lois Lane, Stephanie Stiles. She gave me an extra heads up early Wednesday morning. So talk about a wake up call. I didn't even need coffee. I was suddenly awake AF. This is my third Broadway show, but my first time understudying a principal role. So I relied heavily on the advice and stories from 
the Broadway vets and friends that I've worked with in the past, I remember specifically that my two really good friends from My Fair Lady, Matt Wall and Cameron Adams, they both told me to know the lines and the songs like the back of my hand because no matter what happens with the blocking or the choreo, if I know where I am in the script, I'll be okay. So with that advice, I felt very prepared in that regard walking into the theater on Wednesday. The catch is Lois has a series of lifts, stunts, and tricks with props, all of which I had never touched or run with any of the boys. So I was in full makeup and pin curls by 1030 a.m. pacing around like a crazy person and until people started filtering into the theater so I could start running through the things I'd never done before. Since I'm on eight times a week in my own ensemble dancing track, there are a lot of things I'd never seen Stephanie do because I was in a quick change or etc. Um, stage management and cast members were so supportive and arrived early to run things with me while I tried my best to remain calm and simply focus on each task at hand, one thing at a time. I'm a maid who would marry and will take with no qualm any Tom, Dick or Harry, any Harry, Dick or Tom. I'm a maid. It was hard not to get in my head as Stephanie is a petite and slender dream. <laughs> so all the lifts and stunts were built onto this very small girl, me being 5'9 over here. Let's just say it added another element of comedy with my like long frog legs squeezing through this ladder upside down at the end of Always True to You. So after running the important things for safety, we were already at half hour for the show. The first show was an out-of-body experience. I was making weird mistakes, running up to the payphone, immediately picking up the phone and shouting, hello, is Bill Calhoun there? Without, you know, putting in a quarter, dialing a number, or waiting for the phone to ring, anything at all. Or in the song, Tom, Dick, or Harry, I got so into it that I belted out, Tom, Dick, or Derry. Don't know who Derry is. That definitely made everybody laugh. And I also quite enjoyed falling to the floor downstage and always true. But as I fell to the floor, realizing that I was on the wrong number, looked to my right, seeing a huge pool of light, and I'm in the complete darkness. So naturally, I crawled into the spotlight like a desperate actress while singing <laughs> Always True to You because, you know, I needed to find my light. There's an oil man known as Tex who is keen to give me checks and his checks I fear me that sex is here to stay. Before I knew it, we were at the curtain call. So then it was time for me to review what the heck just happened and get geared up for the evening show. Serendipitously, my parents happened to be in town and came to the evening show along with some amazing friends that came to support. The second show was definitely less frantic and I was able to take in what was actually happening with a little more presence, which was nice. I had moments that felt so surreal and dreamlike that I really had to remember to remain focused so I wouldn't get emotional. The fact that I used to listen to Kelly O'Hara sing The Light in the Piazza on my little CD player in high school, just completely idolizing her, my whole upbringing, and now she's my castmate giving me blocking just seconds before being pushed on stage and executing said blocking in front of hundreds of people on Broadway. 
that was crazy. <laughs> um, the thing that struck me the most was how everyone really came together and worked as a team. The day really reminded me about the community aspect of theater and how no performance can occur without all the elements coming together and all the people coming together. There are so many parts to the whole and it's so beautiful. The fact that Stephanie Styles is sick and at the ENT and she's sending me like silent videos of footwork to help me out in the morning and then flowers show up at half hour from Stephanie wishing me luck. I mean, that's she's just such a class act. Pam, our one of our assistant stage managers, was walking me through backstage traffic that I had never seen before, like mid-show as she's calling out other cues and like handing people things. Jeff, our production stage manager, showed up early with his two-year-old in order to give me the tracking sheet and an updated script because we had just froze the show like a week prior. Um, So it was all very inspiring to see teamwork functioning at its best. And I felt truly in awe of all the generosity of the artists and everyone around me. It was a day I'll never forget, but it was almost too good to be true. Maid who would marry and would no longer tarry. She's a maid who would marry. May my hopes not miscarry. She's a maid mad to marry and will take double quick. Any Tom, Dick, or Harry. Any Tom, Harry, or Dick, Dick, Dick. I take a Dick, Dick, Dick. I take a Dick, Dick, Dick. I Dick. Thanks, Christine. The next story we have comes from Sharina Maud, who became the first woman of color to play Eliza Doolittle on Broadway. While she's a trailblazer in terms of representation, her love for the show My Fair Lady is something she's developed over many, many years. And while the role isn't one she imagined playing, there are reasons why she was the perfect choice to take on the part as an understudy in the Lincoln Center revival on Broadway before playing the role on the national tour. Here, in her own words, is Sharina Maud. I couldn't go to bed My head's too light to try to set it down Sleep, sleep I couldn't sleep tonight Not for all the jewels in the crown In my home, My Fair Lady was the movie night staple. Every time I popped my VHS into the TV, I felt instantly transported to early 20th century London. The soaring orchestrations of Lerner and Lowe burst through my bedroom and it was immediately transformed into a glorious study. I twirled endlessly till I could have danced all night, my tight curls flying across my face in a frizzy mess. My mother can confirm I danced all night, even after several attempts to go to bed. Sorry, Mom. I was 12 years old, and even though I knew every line and every song by heart, I anxiously sat on the edge of my seat as Eliza confronted each challenge with striking determination, courage, and wit, plowing gracefully through them one by one. It was a masterpiece. Meanwhile... Every Sunday, I was shuffled to the local mosque where, just like Eliza, I spent hours reciting my vowels, only for me, they were in Arabic. If I ever felt the urge to crumble and defeat, I would channel Eliza's perseverance. Memorize a 42-verse surah from the Quran in Arabic? Even the most difficult challenges felt conquerable. It was safe to say those few... Okay, 
numerous movie nights spent in Covent Garden had a major impact on me. Fast forward to a couple of years, and much to my parents' distress, I was on my way to the big city to follow my dreams of performing on the Great White Way. Well, let's just say it wasn't exactly a cakewalk. After waiting countless hours and cattle calls to sing eight bars, being told politely that perhaps advanced ballet isn't the appropriate level for you in dance class, I should have taken the hint when the point shoes broke out. I was wearing gym socks. And being stereotyped out of most, if not all, open calls I attended, I needed to be reminded of my why. So when a friend suggested to me to attend the My Fair Lady open call, I went on the whim of frustration. I expected absolutely nothing but the rare opportunity to sing. For me. It was for Broadway, after all. There was no way in hell I was booking that. Then there was a callback. Cool. More practice, I thought. Then another. Next thing I know, I'm sobbing on the floor with my best friend whose couch I was sleeping on for a couple of weeks by that point. I was going to be an ensemble member of the Lincoln Center Theater Revival of My Fair Lady. It was truly a dream come true. I soaked in all of its glory. Any chance I had, I was off stage, watching anxiously, just like I had as a child. Only, it wasn't on VHS. It was eight shows a week for over a year. So when the opportunity came for me to understudy the leading role, it was brought to my attention that in the show's entire Broadway and West End history, Eliza Doolittle had never been portrayed by a person of color. Ever. My Fair Lady premiered over 60 years ago, while Pygmalion, the play the musical is based upon, premiered over 100 years ago. So I wondered, where do I fit? This prompted me on a journey I never anticipated. Bed! Bed! I couldn't go to bed! My head's too light to try to set it down! Growing up Muslim and Egyptian in a post-9-11 world was, for lack of a better term, hard. Sure, there were a couple of protesters outside the mosque nearly every Sunday, and sometimes I'd be referred to as the terrorist in school, but eventually discrimination became the norm. Once my family was refused service at a local restaurant for being one of, quote, them. This refusal was on an Islamic holiday, Eid al-Fitr, the last day of Ramadan. Fear-mongering was rampant in a post-9-11 United States, and blatant and title discrimination was not far behind. I was a part of a community that was outcast and encountered systematic discrimination on a daily basis. My Fair Lady became my outlet as a child. I found solace in Eliza. She confronted discrimination I also faced and broke free despite her status as a working class woman in Edwardian England. It is through Eliza's determination for a better life that she challenges the restraints society placed on her. Through the medium of speech, she is able to climb up the ranks of class. Although My Fair Lady examines the social inequalities of early 20th century England, this show feels eerily familiar to 21st century U.S., intertwining class, race, and gender into one potent revival. What better time to revive the show than now? It is simply not enough to examine class without also understanding the intersection of race and gender and how these three pillars of discrimination can alter the human experience. If Eliza were a person of color... Would her experience be different? Possibly. But now it's time to sleep. Lincoln Center Theater's production of My Fair Lady is more diverse than any other production of the musical scene in Broadway and West End history. 
It is breaking ground in diversity, inclusiveness, and equal opportunity by opening a one-sealed door. After more than 60 years since the original show's premiere, they are sending an important message to those whose hope for their own future in the theater could be impacted by the fact that this barrier has finally been broken. That makes LCT a true pioneer in changing the realm of American theater. And I couldn't feel more humbled and grateful for the opportunity to perform in my dream show, in my dream role, a role that I felt was never an option for me before this production. I may not fit the historical mold, but Eliza is a heroine for the 21st century. Her story still rings honest and true today, challenging the social institutions that perpetuate discrimination. That is what makes her story so timeless. So consider this a love letter to My Fair Lady, or perhaps a thank you to Lincoln Center for finally opening the door. Either way, the once impossible challenge feels entirely possible. If only 12-year-old Shireen could see her now, she would never go to bed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Thanks, Shireen. Our last story is from Hannah Florence, who was so inspired by her friend Shireen's story that she wrote her own piece about going on as Anya in the national tour of Anastasia. Here, in her own words, is Hannah Florence. Heart, don't fail me now. Courage, don't desert me. Don't turn back now that we're here. Heart, don't fail me now. Courage, don't desert me. Honestly, I feel terrified right now as I begin to type, and it feels pretty darn close to how I feel as Anya slash Hannah about to pick up her suitcase and step foot into Paris for the first time to find her family, herself, and to proclaim it to the world through a super demanding yet triumphant song nonetheless. What a terrifying yet also exhilarating moment. Ultimately, she and I call upon our innate determination and strength and march bravely ahead, despite our biggest enemy, fear. In April of 2018, I started seeing my current therapist. I knew that I really needed to face some major issues surrounding my relationship with myself and my identity as a half-Chinese, half-Jewish-slash-white girl. Orienta, as I cheekily call it. I had never brought up in therapy before, in the past, the fact that I kind of hate being half-Jewish and half-Chinese. Of course, though, that's not something you're supposed to admit. 
that you hate your genetic makeup, you know? You're supposed to be proud of being so interesting and exotic and ethnically ambiguous, according to the positive vocal inflections people have been saying to me my whole life. So telling her that I actually felt super depressed about this aspect of me felt really taboo and hard. Being ashamed, embarrassed, and frustrated about my mixed heritage is something I've struggled with my whole life. I've been ashamed to admit. Thus, it was something I just straight up avoided thinking too hard about. I figured, well, there's nothing I can do about it, so I'll just shove it away in a bottom drawer in my brain and just keep on existing and stuff. After all, as a lady in showbiz, there's uh, always a good distraction around every corner. An audition, a show, a crazy night out, dinner with friends, a Netflix show to binge. When I was little, growing up in an upper-middle-class Connecticut suburb, kids would often bully me using microaggressions about the things that made me different from them. You're not Jewish, the Jewish boys would confidently state. Are you adopted? Others would ask. I suppose because I didn't look like I belonged with either of my parents. At Chinese Sunday school, I didn't speak Chinese, and the full Chinese kids fully ignored me. Once, my best friend shared with me that when she first saw me with my mom, she assumed I was adopted. She can't play Clara in the Nutcracker. She's Asian, ballet classmates would murmur. Still today, I'm quizzically asked, what are you? By complete strangers, Uber drivers, salon employees, co-workers, bartenders, and others on a regular basis. To me, what they're really saying when they ask that is, you look different, and I'm noticing it. It's not necessarily meant in a malicious or pointed way. In fact, they often mean it in a complimentary or friendly, curious way. But I almost always feel outed and pointed at by it, simply because it's happened so many times throughout my life that I find it exhausting and demoralizing, having to explain myself and my interesting-looking face over and over and over again. One session, my therapist was giving me examples of how I could maybe think about all this differently, and said in a super light and breezy, totally nonchalant way, I'm half Chinese and half Jewish, and that's cool. I promptly laughed in her face. Ha 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 ha, lol, ol, ol, ol. She looked at me dead in the face and said, why so funny? Through uncontrollable shudders of laughter, I said, and that's cool? I can't say that. I can't say that. Yes, you can said Dr. M. No, I can't, I vigorously replied. Not with a straight face and with meaning. Like, I can say it, but I definitely don't believe it or think it, you know? That's okay, she said. Just saying it, saying the words, even if you don't believe it, is a good start. I love Dr. M. When the opportunity came up over a year ago for me to be seen as an Anya cover in Anastasia, I was excited, yet suspicious. When my friends and colleagues who I ran into Ripley Greer said, oh my god, that is such a good part for you, I would say something like, yeah, I guess, but they probably won't hire me though, because I'm not really the right type. Of course, in my head, what I meant by not the right type was not white, but whatever. Of course, I'm still going to audition and try my best. 
trying my best I did. I didn't book it at the time. But then a few months ago, after closing My Fair Lady at Lincoln Center with my incredible friend Shireen Ahmed, a then Eliza cover, now Eliza in the National Tour, and the first Middle Easterner to play the role on Broadway, I got the call that I had an offer for the swing slash Anya Undercity track on the tour. I said yes. I performed Anya for the first time a few weeks ago on our closing day in Los Angeles. It was thrilling. I had so much fun, so many nerves, so much adrenaline, so much freak out, so much joy, so much feeling. I honestly didn't really think about how my ethnicity would or could be a thing that might need to be addressed, because honestly, it was the furthest thing from my mind, what with so many other important details to focus on that day. Over the next week, it was brought to my attention that I am the first Asian American slash mixed race American to play the role. So what does that mean to me? I think it means that I want to share with little girls, little guys, little non-binary peeps out there who may feel like they don't know anyone who looks like them or is like them, that they can be themselves and maybe actually not be viewed as so different. They can get awesome opportunities to play princesses and princes, even if the aesthetics of those cartoons didn't or don't exactly look like us. Younger me would have thought it nearly impossible for me to be cast in traditionally white ingenue roles. But I guess I'm sort of doing it now in an amazing dream role about a strong, kind, powerful, intuitive, smart woman who is struggling to stand up for who she knows she is in her heart and in her dreams. On her journey, she is told over and over again that she can't possibly be the Princess Anastasia. And she, like me, has major moments of doubt. And she, like me, often feels like giving up. But ultimately, Anya perseveres and risks her life to take ownership of the royal woman she knows she is. I'm understudying this girl. And I'm also half Chinese and half Jewish. And that's cool. Special thanks to Shireen Ahmad, Hannah Florence, and Christine Cornersmith for sharing their stories with us. The Ensemblist was produced today by me, Mo Brady, and Jackson Klein. There are two great ways you can be helping The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and the second is by becoming a Patreon member, which you can do at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow The Ensemblist on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at our home of bpn.fm as well as on Instagram, where we share the stories of talented artists working through the coronavirus pandemic. Thanks for listening. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. 
Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.